From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Ohio Anna Day will take place on Thursday, October 18th, culminating in the 77th Annual Ohio Anna Awards presentation in the Ohio Statehouse Atrium. This year's winner for fiction is Celeste Ng with her novel, Little Fires Everywhere. Ng is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Everything I Never Told You, which was a New York Times notable book and Amazon's number one best book. Welcome to Craft, Celeste Ng. Thank you so much for having me. Well, congratulations on your Ohio Anna Award. Thank you. So tell me about uh, your process of, of discovering that. I'm always curious how people find out that they win awards not having won one myself. I'd like to know what, what that experience is like. In in this case, it was it was a lovely surprise. I got an email from my publicist, and she said, "You know, I have great news." And uh, I was thrilled because I think of Ohio as being my home state. That's where mm-hmm. I spent my um, my adolescence, and so uh, it was just really uh, honored. You were up in Shaker Heights, as I uh, read here, near Cleveland, right? That's right. It's on the east side of Cleveland, and that's the setting for your new book, the one for which you won the award, "Little Fires Everywhere." which has been named a best book of the year by, among others, I'm gonna try to get this all at once, so, People, the the Washington Post, Esquire, The Daily Base, GQ, Entertainment Weekly, NPR, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, Audible, Goodreads, Library Reads, and Kirkus Review. That's impressive. (laughs) <laughs> well, it um, I'm, it's such a, a wide list of uh, publications, and that um, really makes me happy because it suggests that the book is speaking to a lot of different people. And when I started writing it about you know my little hometown, this little suburb in Cleveland, I wasn't sure if it was going to resonate with people. So I'm really happy that it has. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a list like that, how do you handle the accolades that come with it are or is this something that that you can really take in or is it something you have to sit back and say look i know this happened but i have to process it slowly or i'll just go crazy it's much more the second uh, i'm i'm still sort of in in shock uh, it feels very surreal to me um, writing is a really solitary sort of endeavor and so as a writer, I spend a lot of time, uh, you know, alone in my office uh, with these people that I've made up in my head. And so when they go out into the world, it's always a little bit of a, um, a shock to me that people know the characters I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, you said it in, uh, as you said, your hometown of Shaker Heights. When you do that, what kind of research do you feel like you have to do to, even though you grew up there, to make sure that you're getting it accurate? Because people in Shaker Heights who buy the book may well go, well, this really wasn't the the road that it was situated on. And I know it's fiction, but people will still, you know, make that an internal thing on a town if it's named in a book like this. So what did what was your process for that? That's exactly right. Uh, I think if you're writing about a real life place, you have some responsibility to try and make it as true to that place as possible. So I wrote first from memory um, to try and get sort of at the emotional truth. And then I went back to basically fact check myself. I looked online to confirm that places were where I thought they were, that they were around in the time that I thought they were around. I looked at my high school yearbook. Um, The Shaker Heights Public Library actually has a really great local history room with a fantastic dedicated local history librarian, Megan Hayes. And so I got in touch. I went to the library. And um, when I told Megan what it was that I was looking for, she pulled out issues of Shaker magazine from the years that I was writing about, uh, issues of the school newspaper um, that, you know, from the years that I was there so that I could really kind of 
make sure all the details were as right as possible. And of course, like you said, some things are fictionalized. Uh, I made up a health clinic, for example. Um, you know, there were a few things that I added in for fictional reasons. But I wanted to try and make the place as real and authentic as possible because it's so much a part of the book. I wanted to try and do it justice. How much of the time was nostalgia? <laughs> I was curious. You look at it and you go, oh, this was when I was there. I remember this person or, uh, you know, something that, that you didn't know about it that surprised you. There's a good amount of nostalgia running through the book. I, I sent the, the teenage characters, especially to places that I remembered fondly when I was a teenager. So I sent them to my favorite diner, yours truly. Um, I had them eat my favorite foods. Um, so there's some of that. Um, I did, in the research process, learn a bunch of things that I hadn't really known about before. I knew about uh, the history of the town in sort of rough terms, but um, I learned a lot more about sort of the Van Swearingen brothers who were the... Um, the developers responsible for basically creating and planning this town. I learned a lot about what Shaker Heights was like uh, in the 60s when it was uh, declared, I think, the the richest suburb in the United States per capita. Um, mm. And Cosmopolitan magazine, um, the same Cosmo, but when it was still a general interest magazine before it became sort of a women's magazine with Helen Gurley Brown, um, it did a story, a feature story on the town, um, which was fascinating to read. Um, and so I learned a lot more about sort of the um, the backstory and the history of the town and all of the sort of legacies that feed into the town that it is today. Mm -hmm. So you then, uh, after uh, after you grew up in this town and the, this town that is the setting for your book, Little Fires Everywhere, then moved to attend Harvard University. Mm -hmm. And then you earned an MFA from a, the University of <clears throat> Michigan which we'll forgive in Ohio, <laughs> in Columbus. But what are some of your favorite memories of, of getting your writing degrees and some of the best advice? And did, did they come into play or how did they come into play when you were writing this novel? I, I had a great time at my writing program. Um, I, I shouldn't admit this, but I, I don't have a, a, a stake in the in the uh, football <laughs> rivalry. My husband, who's also an Ohioan, uh, does have a very firm loyalty to the Buckeyes, and I tease him. I'm like, I can't believe that you know you <laughs> that you came to Michigan with me uh, and managed to to stomach it for all that time. But I, I, I had a wonderful time at the writing program there um, because that's sort of where I found professors who became my mentors and are now my friends, where I found classmates. We still uh, are in touch. We still read each other's manuscripts. We you know, also attended each other's weddings and you know, played with each other's babies. So they were sort of lifelong friends. Um, they're really the people that sort of shaped my writing. Um, they, they recommended books. Um, we talk about issues of life, issues of craft, all sorts of things. And they've been such a big influence on how I see the, the work of writing. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Um, I've also read that Little Fires Everywhere will soon be a Hulu limited series. That's the plan. Uh, the The writers are, are writing right now um, in the writers' room in in L.A. at Paramount, um, and I'm thrilled. It's going to star Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington uh, as Elena Richardson and Mia Warren, and I've been really thrilled with the whole team because they really seem to get the book. So I think they're doing going to do a great job. Mm -hmm. When you were writing this book, uh, if you were to imagine somebody to to play it. Um, how how widely did you 
you think about your characters and do you think about them in terms of, geez, this would be somebody that would be great. Maybe it's based on somebody in your own life or based on, you know, an actor that you've seen. Has that ever come up for you? Because, you know, getting Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington is huge, I would think. But it, it's a thrill. Um, I When I'm writing, the characters for me are always um, kind of amalgamations of people. So they're, I never picture a particular person in mind um i actually have a really hard time with that sort of dream casting a lot of the time because the people feel so individual to me it's it would be a little bit like saying who would play your mom in a movie you can think of people but you'd always go well that's not quite right or this isn't quite right Right. but i will say that um when big little lies was on hbo um my husband and i were um obsessed with it as many people were and a couple episodes in i turned to him and i said you know wouldn't it be amazing if Reese Witherspoon were to somehow option my book and play Elena Richardson because she would be so good at that character, this character who is trying to keep it together, wants to look like she's got it together, doesn't quite have it all together. Um, and then somehow that happened. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that she's pretty much as close to a dream casting as I could imagine. And I feel similarly about Carrie Washington. Uh, she's not a person that I would have thought to for the role because, again, I have a hard time with that. But when they told me that they that she wanted to play the role, um, I thought, oh, she's going to be perfect. She's going to bring so much to the role of Mia Warren. So I'm just thrilled. I think the takeaway here is that when authors want projects to be, you know, cast in a specific way, they need to uh, ask your husband. <laughs> to to assure that this happens, then that's kind something of something like that. I've never I've never <laughs> been one of those people who says, you know, if you say it out loud to the universe, you can materialize it. Like I I think I have no influence on the universe whatsoever. <laughs> but um, somehow that that happened, and so again, I feel incredibly fortunate. Yeah. So I, I want to take a little exception there that you do have a great influence on the uh, the universe because I was in Scotland. And I saw your book featured in a bookstore. It was in the the front window. And I have a picture of this, by the way. And uh, I thought that is so cool. Somebody that I know is from Ohio or lived in Ohio, now over here selling books in Scotland. And my question for you is, what's it like for you to walk into a bookstore and see your stuff there? Some people I know really like it. Some people I know, uh, authors I've spoken to, will avoid it. <laughs> and, and, and Because, you know, you also don't want to walk in and see your stuff in the remainders section. Yeah, uh, that would, you know, that, I think that would bummer. be so hard. Um, I, I admit I have a, a special love for remaindered books for that reason, and I often buy them. Because I'm like, you're a great book. I'm going to buy you and take you home. <laughs> Um, which probably says a lot about me. Um, I, I It's a little bit like having an out-of-body experience when you walk into a bookstore and something that is so personal to you is just sitting there. Um, you know, and it's this it's similar feeling to, you know, when I hear people read the book, I'm so thrilled that they read the book and I'm so honored. And I also have this moment of going, wait, how did you know what was in my head? You know, it's like I've forgotten that this book is out there. But um, I, I love going into the bookstore and getting to see my book. Um, I'm really proud of my book. And it also, it's often next to the books of people who I admire and who I'm a fan of. And it's, it, it, it's silly, but going into a bookstore feels like I'm walking into a room of friends. And that's a great feeling. That, that's excellent. That's a great way to think of bookstores. Well, Celeste Ng, I want to thank you very much for talking to me today. And we look forward to you being in Columbus on October 18th at the 77th Annual Ohioana Awards, where you will receive for your book, Little Fires Everywhere, a 2018 Ohioana Fiction Award. So congratulations. 
Thank you so much, Doug. For more information from my guests, visit www.crafttheshow.com. This is Doug Dangler. Until next time, be creative. Be creative.